0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I got some news on who our
1: Falcons are meeting with. Stay right there. Right now, let's talk to Jason Longshore. He is the analyst for our Atlanta United Club. We uh, had a nice draw over the weekend. New York City FC, NYC FC, as we like to say. And Jason, um, first and foremost, you know, listen, I like to win. I said this before you came on, but under the circumstances, I'll take a draw any day of the week against these guys.
0: Yeah, look, it's a tough place to get three points out of. And what I was looking for was the level of performance. You know, I mean, of course, you'll take a lucky three points wherever you can find it. But if you play well and get a point, that's still a good night at the office and – Atlanta did that. I mean, going down to 10, taking the lead, yeah, they conceded too quickly after that, but this was a good performance where Atlanta United really controlled the play and looked like themselves. It didn't look like they were too bothered by the tiny confines at Yankee Stadium. Mm.
1: You know how much I hate all officials in all sports, uh, Jason, but it seems like in MLS. (laughs) We just seem to be victimized by rough tackling. We talked about Red Bulls. Everybody's beaten us up over the years. And then the Ibarra tackle on Sands, did you think it was dirty? Was it deserving of the red card?
0: I did not think it was dirty at all. I think it was two players who come together, both probably with excessive force. Um, I mean, the referee calls the foul on Sands and gives him a yellow card. And then it goes to VAR, and we see what we couldn't see from from our vantage point, that Sands did get to the ball first. I thought Ibarra got to the ball first, Sands caught him. The other way around, it's a bang-bang play, and they're both going in with very strong force. If you don't go in with force there, let's say Ibotra doesn't go in strong, and he gets hit by James Sands in that play. He's probably hurt. So you have to go in strong. I don't like that it was a yellow live and the replay, which takes the the collision out of context. I don't like that it goes up to a red there. Can you justify it when you want to look at the rule book and, and look at the contact? Yeah, you can. It's not going to get overturned. But I don't like that it was a yellow on the field going the other way and then the replay takes it up to a red. And don't even get me started on Gabe Siegel trucking Brad Gazan for the second week in a row. I thought goalkeepers were supposed to get a little extra protection, and that's how it works in this game. So many times you breathe on a goalkeeper, and it's a card. Back-to-back weeks, Gazan's been hit by an attacking player without a card being shown. I don't even think the ref wanted to call a foul in this case. Mm. Brad finished the match, but... That adds up over time. And this is a guy coming back off of an injury, and he's getting zero protection from referees. I just want consistency. That's all. Right.
1: Brad declined to comment after the game about what you're discussing. Um, obviously, he thought it was dirty. We know Brad well enough. He, he's going to keep it, you know, above above board, but I I just thought, I I agree with you. Yeah, no,
0: I don't know. One thing I would say, I'd I'd lean back a little bit on saying it was dirty. I don't know if Siegel's intention was to injure him. That's where I would say it's dirty, Mm. but it's reckless, and he's out of control, and he's not trying to let up at all charging into the goalkeeper. So it it doesn't have to be dirty with bad intent to get a card, even a red. That
1: makes sense. In that that that
0: case to me. That's what it should have been. That was that was incredibly reckless. To a player who can't protect himself in that situation,
1: we are four, uh, one, and two this season. By the way, now off to a great start. By the way, for right. Atlanta United, and again, getting a point as Jason said, with uh, you know being down ten men. Well, I mean, down being down to ten men, that's uh, pretty sweet. All right, brother, you got uh, Toronto. What is Toronto like this year?
0: This is a Toronto team. We've seen them so far this year. They have been missing quite a few guys due to injury. Adama Diamande. Lorenzo Insigne, both have not been available lately. So is that going to change this week? I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll be available off the bench. They do still have Federico Bernardeschi, who is one of the most talented players in the league. His left foot is just brilliant. And Atlanta's going to have to deal with him. It feels like we always get into weird games up at BMO Field where, I mean, if you remember the game where where there was basically a penalty tacked on at the end for Pitty Martinez, and he put it over the bar that would have equalized that one. This is a game that Atlanta needs to go and and can win. I think this is a winnable game on the road. It's not an easy game on the road, but we talk about this every year in Major League Soccer. It is difficult to get points on the road, one or three. And when you have these opportunities against a team that I think on paper is not as strong as Atlanta United, you got to take advantage of those. And I think this is a team that's playing with confidence that can do that.
1: I want to ask you about Yorgos before we Hmm. go. He scored the winning goal last week. Uh, I said, I like this guy, man. Listen, he's he's a player. And then you put him with this front line that these guys that, you know, Almada, Etienne, all of a sudden we are dangerous again, right?
0: Yeah, Yorgos has got that grit that I like. You know, he's somebody who just doesn't stop working. I, I love going out to training and seeing at the end of the session, you know, guys will stick around, work on some things individually. Yorgos is always one of them. He always wants guys to hit crosses to him. He always wants to get extra shots in. He's just a grinder. And you don't always find that with guys with that level of ability, but that's his personality. He's just a fighter. And I love that you're starting to see now chemistry build. You know, that's the hardest thing with – Araujo Almada, Etienne, Yorgos Yakumakis, all three very different play or four very different players, different backgrounds, different styles of play. They can complement one another really well. And we're starting to see that build. Almada's starting to, I think, anticipate the kind of runs that Yorgos is gonna make. He's starting to anticipate where Adarujo wants the ball, same with Etienne. So you're starting to get the understanding and When it clicks is when you start to see passes made or movements made ahead of the play. You know, you start to see that kind of no-look pass. You start to see the ball played before the run is made. Those kinds of things that just buy you that extra second, and sometimes that's all the difference.